for doing that for me, uh, since he knew I had to get up here and speak, so. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we, that I'm doing a night service, and that, uh, that we did this testimony time. Me and, me and my dad were joking, joking around, and I got, I filled probably about a, you know, 25, maybe 30 minute time slot on the, at the other churches, but, uh, I got to tell them who I was and my testimony, and I've known all you guys for, well, since I was in fifth grade, I've been coming to church here, so, so, uh, that, that took, you know, at least five minutes in my intro, uh, and, uh, and, you know, your guys' testimonies got to fill that slot for me, so I appreciate that. Um, tonight, uh, we're, we're approaching Pentecost. Pentecost is coming very soon. Uh, Pentecost was the day that the Holy Spirit came down and filled the disciples. Uh, when, when Peter was, was filled with the disciples and he preached and 3,000 were saved that day. Uh, so what I, what I want to talk about tonight is the Holy Spirit uh, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and to start off, I uh, want to talk about Passion Conference. Uh, you heard us get up here as the college students and give a little bit of testimonies. But uh, Passion just spoke to me deeply. Um, I mean, they were the greatest communicators in the world. Francis Chan, Lou Giglio, Christine Kane. I mean, those, those were the, the big three names, but the other two guys, uh, Matt Chandler and Ben Stewart, I think was his name. They were, they were awesome too. And God, God was speaking to me there. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but the Stratford Church had lost their pastor. Uh, for some reason, I'd just been thinking about that about a week before Passion Conference. And when I was at Passion Conference listening to these guys, Stratford was really on my heart. Not, now, I'm not going to Stratford. Not, that's not even a plan now or an idea. But it got me into our district superintendent's office, Mark Bain, and his open doors for me to go get to preach at other churches. Uh, but at Passion, I knew God was calling me to, to go talk to him, to, to start my ministry, to start preaching. But listening to those guys, I thought, God, how do you expect me to do what these guys are doing? I, I can't, I'm not smart enough to get up and, and give life-changing messages. I'm not good enough on stage. I can't, I'm not a good enough public speaker. I'm not good enough. To do, to do this ministry. <clears throat> and he, he just kind of told me, he said, he said, Clayton, the same Holy Spirit that lives and dwells in them lives in you. So it, it, uh, it got me into to, uh, Mark Bain's office, and I, I've been getting to do these, uh, these interims. And the, the first scripture I want to use tonight comes from James. Uh, it's James five seventeen and 18. It says, Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain. And the earth produced crops. <clears throat> uh, let's pray. 
Dear Heavenly Father God, I just thank you so much for, for your holy word and for everything that you've done for us, God. And God, I just thank you for this passage that, that you laid on James' heart to write, that Elijah was just a man, just like, just like us. <clears throat> Amen. Um, okay, so, so I kind of I kinda already told you my story. I related to you guys. I didn't feel like I was good enough after watching those amazing preachers to be a preacher. I didn't think I was good enough. <clears throat> but God called Strafford upon, or put Strafford on my heart. And I talked with John and Selena one night uh, in their living room. We were having a, uh, a leadership meeting for the teens. And she, uh, she said, Clayton, you got to go talk to Mark Bain. You got to go up there. So that's what I did. And, uh, and something that's really, really helped me with, uh, with doing this, doing what God's called me to do, remembering that we have the same power, even greater power than Elijah had. Because the Holy Spirit was upon Elijah, but he lives inside of us. Uh, but, but Isaiah said, said in uh, Isaiah 6, verse 8, he said, um, then I heard the vo- voice of the Lord say, who shall go before us, and whom, or whom shall I sh- send, and who will go before us? And, and Isaiah answered, here I am, Lord, send me. So that's really just been the prayer of my heart lately. I have a whiteboard in my room. I have Isaiah 6, 8 writ- wrote up there. And I just, that's what I keep going back to when I don't think I can do it, is, is here I am, Lord, send me. I'm, I'm not good enough. Kind of like uh, Pastor Brian talks about, with, uh, with Ruth, she was, she was a foreigner. The, the Jews probably didn't even like her, but she, she wasn't good enough, but she went and did what she was called to do. <clears throat> you might think, why, why does this matter to me? Well, we're all Christians. We're all called to be Christ-like. That's, that's what the word Christian means, is to be Christ-like. We have to have the Holy Spirit living inside us. That's what it means to be like Christ. We can't do the things Christ calls us to do without the Holy Spirit. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to be a professor at a fancy college or have even went to a fancy college. I've taken online classes and I'm 22 and I'm like a freshman in college still because I don't have enough credits, but whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but you don't have to have those things. Peter, Peter was the rock that Christ built the church upon, and he was just a fisherman. I can go to the lake. I'm not very good at it, but I can fish. I can throw a line in the water and fish. So surely to goodness I can preach like, you know, maybe not quite as good as Peter, but, uh, you know, I have the same spirit living inside me. Like I said, we're not called to be preachers. We're called to do our specific ministry. God is called each of us to a specific ministry. <clears throat> I, uh, like I said, I'm only 22. I don't remember much about Billy Graham or the Crusades, but I know that thousands, if not millions of people were saved in the Crusades. But what would have happened if the guy who, who preached or brought the gospel to Billy Graham, what if he wouldn't have done that? Would there have been the Crusades? So just remember, no matter where you are in your life, uh, the Holy Spirit is calling you to do something. 
What does God's word say about the power of the Holy Spirit? Elijah's my favorite, my favorite Bible character, I think. And I just love that James talks about him. He said, he said he prayed for it not to rain, and it didn't pray for three years. That would be terrible for us. But how crazy is that, that he just prayed. He prayed that it wouldn't rain. And then three years later, he prays for it to rain. And I'm going to read a little bit of the story uh, in a second here. But Elijah told King Ahab, who was out to kill him, that he said, there wasn't a cloud in the sky, and he's like, hey man, you better, you better go start feasting. It's about to, it's about to pour. Uh, and there wasn't a cloud in the sky. But as soon as Ahab left, Elijah just got down on his knees, and he prayed. And he was just a man, just like me and you. But he, but he welcomed the power of the Holy Spirit into his life. <clears throat> so I said I was going to read a little bit about, about Elijah. Uh, this is my favorite, probably my favorite story in the Bible. Uh, it's 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 16 through 40. <clears throat> so Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed, followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel. And bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab went uh, and sent, through, uh, sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, the ba but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on, the, on wood but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on, the, on wood but not set fire to it. And you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. The God who answers by fire, well, he is God. Then the people said, what you say is good. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light fire to it. So they took the, the bull uh, given them and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal uh, from morning until noon. Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. No one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he's a god. Perhaps he's in deep thought, or busy, or traveling. Maybe, maybe he's asleep and must be awakened. So they shouted louder, slashed themselves with the sword and spear, uh, as was their custom, until blood flowed. Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid attention. 
Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. They came, they came to him, and he, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down. Elijah took twelve stones, one for each of the tribes descended, uh, descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. He dug a trench around it, large enough to hold, hold two shares of water, or of seed, and arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it out on the offering and on the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At this, at the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so that these people will know, Lord, that you are God uh, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell, burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and it also licked up the water in the trench. When the people saw this, they fell uh, prostrate and cried, Lord, he is God, the Lord, he is God. Elijah had the power of the Holy Spirit. He allowed the power of the Holy Spirit to work in him. But he was just a man, just like me and you. The same, the same spirit that was upon Elijah. See, this was before Christ had went back to the Father and came and sent the Holy Spirit down to dwell inside us. Uh, he had it over him. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside our hearts. <clears throat> we have the same powers that Elijah had. <clears throat> like I said, Elijah prayed for rain. Uh, I'm going to read, read a couple more verses. Uh, I know it's a lot of reading, but I'm 22. I don't have a lot of stories of myself, and these stories in the Bible are pretty good, so uh, be reading those. Um, so picking back up at, vo- uh, at verse 41... And Elijah said to Ahab, Go eat, drink, oh, go eat and drink, for there's the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and, eat and drink, but Elijah climbed, climbed to the top of uh, Carmel, bent down to the ground, and put his, put his face between his knees. Go and look towards the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There's nothing, he said. Seven times Elijah said, Go back. The seventh time, the servant reported, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, Go and tell Ahab, Hitch up your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the, the sky grew black with clouds, the wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, on Ahab, falling and Ahab rode, rode off to Jezreel. The power of the Lord came on Elijah and, tuck, and tucking his cloak into his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. So, like I said, there wasn't a cloud in the sky, and he's like, this guy that already hates him because he made the rain stop. I mean, you can't grow any crops. I'm not a farmer, but smart enough to know that if you don't have water, you don't have 
food. Uh, so this guy's probably pretty ticked off at him already. And, and then he's like, hey, I, I know there's, you know, there's not a cloud in the sky, but pretty sure God's telling me it's going to rain, so you better get back. And seven times he sent his servant, and there was a cloud as big as a man's fist. It's not very big. And he's like, it's about to rain. It's about to pour. You better, you better get yourself back there because uh, you ain't going to make it back. Your chariots are going to get flooded out. God, or Elijah had faith in God and allowed him to use the power of the Holy Spirit. He allowed God to work in his life. <clears throat> that's, I think that's the real key to unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit. You got to welcome him. You got to allow him to do that. Uh, I'm going to read one last story uh, about Elijah. And I don't know if Tony Foster's here, but I just can't help but think of Tony Foster when I, when I read this. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why after I get done. Um, but it's Elijah, or First Kings 17, uh, 2 through 6. <clears throat> Going backwards in time, but. Then the word of the Lord, or then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide, uh, hide in the Kirith Ravine, east of Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food, with food from, uh, with, with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him, and he went to the Kareth, uh, Kareth ravine east of Jordan, uh, and stayed there. The ravens brought him, uh, bread and meat, and in the morning, uh, in the morning and bread, gosh, <laughs> I'm going to start that verse over. Uh, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. So, the Holy Spirit obviously uh, used the ravens to feed Elijah. And when I say I, I think of Tony Foster, Tony Foster, I don't even think he'll eat or drink after his wife, let alone some ravens. So, uh, nothing against Tony, but I sure, I sure wouldn't want to eat after a bird, you know? Like, if my dog gets up on my plate, I, I uh, go put it in the sink, and I'm like, yeah, I'll get another one. Uh, but these ravens, you know, you don't know what they had, bird flu or whatever they had. Uh, so, using the Holy, er, the Holy Spirit, allowing him to work in you isn't always easy. You might have to go hide in a ravine and, and uh, get fed by ravens. Uh, I don't know if that happened today. That's Old Testament stuff, but it, it might. Uh, but God will call you to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, kind of like tonight, I'm still not real comfortable up here, uh, but it's what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, yes, you just got to get out of your comfort zone. <clears throat> How do I apply this to my life? I got a song uh, it's kind of, I started doing this at Good Hope. I guess that's only really my third time doing it. But it always goes over pretty well. And it's kind of, I think it's kind of my, I don't know, my little tick or whatever. It's, uh, it's what I, I like to do this. I, I love music. I, you know, I play drums and guitar here. And, and I love music. And I love listening to worship music and songs. 
Uh, but this song is called Holy Spirit. Um, by, it's by Jesus Culture. I th- we're going to listen to a version of it tonight by uh, Francesca Bettiselli, I think. But uh, Jesus Culture is the, the ones who, who came out with this one. So it says, There's nothing worth more that will ever come, clo- uh, come close. N- nothing can compare your our living hope, your presence, Lord. I have tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves, where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. In your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. <clears throat> God's willing to, uh, to give us his spirit. He's willing to uh, give us the power, even that he had. Um, John, uh, I had it wrote down. I might have lost a note card. Oh, here it is. John fourteen two. Jesus tells us, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. God gives us the power, guys. We just have to welcome it. We have to embrace embrace it. Even in the tough times, even, even when we're getting fed by ravens, or maybe we're on top of Mount Carmel, you know, beating up on the 450 prophets of Baal, whatever that means to you. Uh, he's, God's willing. God's willing to give us power, willing to, uh, to pour out the Holy Spirit on us. We just have to welcome him here. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna have, have, uh, Tim or Alan or whoever start playing that song, uh, if you don't care. Um, but it's, it's not, it's like, like I said, it's not always easy. Not only did, did Elijah, yeah, he went on Mount Carmel and, did, and he got fed by ravens, but after he killed all the, all the prophets, he, uh, he, he ran and hide because uh, Jezebel was after him. She was going to kill him because, because he uh, killed his prophets. And to, to close this, I don't, I don't know if God spoke to anybody tonight or not. I know I'm not as good as Pastor Brian. I'm not as good as Selena. I'm not as good as Francis Chan. But I have the Holy Spirit in me, and I know the Holy Spirit can speak through anything. So if, if God spoke to you tonight, I'd invite you to come down here and pray, and pray to welcome the Holy Spirit. If not, just sit in your seats and listen to the words of this song. It's, it's awesome. But... Uh, to, to close out, I just wanted to read Philippians 4.13, which says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God ain't going to give us anything too hard for us to handle. And we can do anything if we, if we allow him to.